0: and give us the power to not live life on someone else's terms that we never signed up for in the first place, but have the lives we always dreamed of. Traffic's the question, and this podcast will give you the solutions. Now, on with today's episode. I had this idea that people who want to start businesses, sometimes they just need to be confident in getting set up, right? And I don't know if you guys have these worries or fears, but I had them. And in fact, when I started my business in 2002, I spent three years literally chewing the ear off of a friend of mine who'd already started his business, asking him a number of questions which I needed to understand to sort of go and start my business. And it wasn't about like how to make money. It was about tax implications and what sort of staff I would need and all that sort of stuff. And I don't hear any many people talking about this and some of you guys probably don't know who to ask or don't know where to go to or maybe you just need to hear a fresh set of ears talking about this maybe you have thought it through and you just kind of want to hear it from someone else again this is something that people don't normally talk about so I'm going to break down how my business works how um I mean obviously tax implications are different in different countries but I'll I'll talk for a couple of things that I think are fairly universal, but you just have to check in your country, right? I'm going to talk about it from a UK point of view, but, you know, I do understand a little bit about international business now, and I also understand that a lot of the systems are fairly similar, right? Especially in the Western countries, right? But there will be some slight implications to the slight changes. I'm going to talk about the things that bothered me, right? The things that I genuinely worried about. So, first of all, like, my stru- the structure of my company is I have one... And only one employee, right? Now, if you, to some of you, this might be like a massive surprise. You might be thinking like, how do you do that? Well, there are other parts of my business, but they're all outsourced, right? Everything is outsourced. And I do that by design because it means that they're contractors, right? They know their business. I just pay them for what they do, right? It's not something that I get involved with. I don't manage them, right? I literally pay them and if they don't do a job, I would get someone else. But I don't think I've ever hired any, uh, fired any one of my contractors because they're all really good. They already know their job, right? Um, so we have Kevin, right? Kevin's the the, the he's a, he was started off as a VA. He's now a full time employee. And basically, I got him. And you can go and get um, staff off of um, uh, working sites. So you could go to Fiverr.com. I didn't get him from Fiverr. I believe I got him from, um, I think it was Upwork, but it could have been Freelancer. Although freelancers definitely have people like more from the Philippines. But there's a number of sites out there. Upwork.com is one of them. Freelancer.co.uk, I'm sure it's probably .com, also is another one, right? And you've got various like sites where you can find contractors, right? So he started as a contractor as a a, uh, a VA, virtual assistant, right? And then I took him on because I was giving him all the work. And basically, at the end of the day, he was looking for something a bit more secure. He was actually also based in the UK. And I wanted to pay him a little bit more because he worked in the UK, mainly because I want somebody to work closely with me and work my hours, right? Because it works best for me if I can work closely with... Um, anyone who works with me, right? So, so that was, and I, I Kevin's been with me about two or three years now, uh, and like I say, started as a freelancer, um, started as a contractor, freelancer, and then I basically took him on full time within a very short space of time. Now, the other factions that I've got is we've got somebody who deals with our billing. Now, Kevin will do with minor billing, but anything to, like like serious billing right, to do with um, refunds or to deal with anything to do with like credit cards or anything like that. We have a billing team that actually we hire, right, and that's their speciality, right, and um, I'm not going to give you the name of that company simply because um, obviously it's, it's because I use it in my business, but you can go and research those companies um, and they are—they exist, right? You can basically hire somebody to deal with your billing. Now, by doing that, obviously, we reduce um, refunds. We also have, they take a fee, right? They take a fee out of what happens with what we do. And they are brilliant, right? They are incredible. You know, obviously, by reducing refunds, we don't get a credit, we don't get our Stripe accounts taken away. Whereas, whereas, you know, before we hired them, we had our, you know, we had like, Issues with our stripe account not massive but you know you you only have to go over one percent cancellation on your stripe account for your stripe to start getting in a bit of trouble so obviously they mitigate that they make sure that people are you know make sure it's fair and they deal with people on a human level and it's great right so that is you know they're a very ethical company i love them they are brilliant and again they take a fee so they deal with everything They are branded as us, right? So they are actually branded as my company, and they are my company. For our clients, they are working for us, right? So even though they're a contractor, they work for us, and they are dedicated to us. There is, I think there's two people in their team that actually work for us, right? They're dedicated to us, right? So that's really good. So, But again, I don't have to manage them. They take care of everything. They are a contractor, right? And yes, it will cost me more. It cost me less if I hire someone, but obviously, it costs me more time to manage, right? Because I've got to train them. I've got to have the team inbuilt. So it's an absolute no-brainer. And we only pay for what we need, right? So it's kind of contracted services. We don't pay them by the hour. We pay them um, per um, what we actually um, what we actually do. I also have an accountant. Again, he's a contractor. He's he doesn't just account for me. He's a chartered accountant in the UK. His name is Martin. He actually works in Brighton. And I hired him when I first moved to Brighton. And um, that was quite a funny story, actually. I, when, I, when I moved from Newquay, because when I first started my business and I realized it was remote, I moved down to Newquay in the UK, which is in Cornwall. And I had this like surfing community. It was really good fun. But I was too far from anywhere. So I decided to move to Brighton so I could be nearer to my family in Colchester, which is like a two-hour drive. And when I moved here, my accountant actually in um, Newquay went bust. And when I hired Martin, I told him my account had gone bust. And he was like, I've never, ever heard that before. (laughs) And it's quite funny. And I actually met an accountant, another accountant actually last week when uh, when I went to a music festival. And he said the same thing. He was like, accountants don't go bust. He said, they must be really bad. And I was like, yeah, this one did. So anyway, yeah, I basically hired Martin 20 odd years ago, and he's been with me ever since. Like literally been my accountant from almost day one. I only had the other accountant for about six months to a year. And in fact, I traded for the first year, year and a half without an accountant. So that's my accountant. And I also have a JV manager. His name's Andy Husong. And he basically will, uh, again, he's contracted um it's not even contracted, really. We don't have a signed agreement, but he will basically... Uh, well, we kind of do, yeah, because we have an affiliate agreement. But basically, he will get me... Uh, he will hook me up with partners to work with, right? He'll let. He'll introduce me to people in the industry and hook me up with partners to work with and things like that. So that's kind of... That's um, Andy Hussong. So he's a JV, a, a joint venture manager. It's a bit like... He's a bit like having an agent. If you were like a, an actor and you had an agent, right, that's kind of what his job is. So he, again, he doesn't work for me solely, he, he has his own thing going on, and he basically will find me partners to work with, and then he'll come to me when other partners want to work with me, and he mitigates all that, right, so that's pretty cool. Um, let me think, is there anyone else that I've missed? So we've got our accountants, we've got, our, uh, we've got Kevin, we've got our um, JV manager, uh, we've got our outsourcing billing department, that's it. So that's the whole run of the business. But obviously, you don't need most of those things when you're getting started. You don't even need a VA, you can do it all yourself, right? So you can just basically get everything done yourself. The order I would go in actually is the first thing I would do, once you start earning money after, you know, I think you can go a few months without worrying too much about it. But if you've got money coming in, it's go and hire an accountant. That's the first job, Right because an accountant is going to tell you everything you need to do. Now, one of the things that you might be thinking is like, do I run as a sole trader or do I run as a company, a registered company? Well, I don't know what they call it in the the States, but in the UK, it's called a limited company. And when you register as a limited company, your company is limited, right, basically to everything that goes into that company. So, so, for the, so my house and all my personal belongings are in my name. So if somebody did sue me, right, for whatever, they can't come after that. They can only come after the company and its assets. Now, that was a very good system for me for a long time because my company was worthless. Right Now, my company's worth way more than my personal assets because I don't spend that much. So I have a lot of insurance in place, right? So I have a liability insurance. I have business insurance. I have all these different insurances so that if somebody did come after me, the insurance would cover it, right? That's what insurance is for. Um, So you need to have those things in place. So I would start sole trading maybe to start with. Um, In the UK, we've got a tax called a VAT. Now, I thought it was 50,000, but I've been reminded that it's actually gone up over the years quite substantially, but when you're earning eighty five thousand pounds or more in the UK, if your company is has a VATable, VAT-able service, because not everything has VAT on it, then you have to register for VAT once you're at eighty five thousand pounds or more. Right? It's a it's legal. It, it's the law, right? But obviously, if you're doing B two B, then you charge. You will charge. Like in for in the, in, the, in Europe, you charge VAT in Europe, right? So anybody, any of you guys that have bought anything from me in the States, you don't pay VAT. But if you have from Europe, you pay VAT. Um, But you can claim that back, right? You can actually go to your government and claim that back because you're a business, right? Your businesses don't pay VAT. So you can claim that back if you're registered for VAT. Um, So B2B is an absolute no-brainer. If you're doing business to customer, it means putting your prices up, right, because it's 20%. So let's say, for instance, you were a hairdresser's, obviously, that means that 20% of your income is now VAT, right? And those guys have to pay that and they can't claim that back because they're having a haircut. It's just a haircut, right? Unless they're having a haircut for business, which obviously does apply in some cases, but most people are having, um, you know, most of the general public are just having a haircut for personal reasons, right? So yeah, so that's how it works. Um, Everything that you can claim back um, is tax deductible is anything generally it, as a broad thing here again seek your own financial advice but if you if you want to kind of put something through the business then it's deductible if it's something you used by the business right that's the general rule pretty much throughout the world right so it's not free right people think oh it's tax deductible that's yeah, free No, you still have to pay for it it's free it basically comes out of your business money not out of your money after tax right in the UK, we have a, it's either 19 or 20%, they might have put it up to 20% corporation tax, right? So at the end of the year, whatever profits in your business, you pay 20% tax, right? So that's, for instance, I make a uh, hundred thousand pounds or a million pounds, I pay two hundred thousand pounds in tax. If that million pounds is all profit, right? So it's on the profit, right? On the actual gross profit of the, of the company. So, was it net profit? Net profit, sorry, off the company. So, net profit at the end of the year, you pay twenty percent corporation tax, and then after that, you pay tax. You know, if you want to take it out or pay it in wages or whatever, that's you know, that's kind of how you do it. So, those, you know, there's just some basics, right? Obviously, without going into massive detail, but you know, just sometimes like it's just a little bit of confidence that you need when you're starting. You're thinking, okay, well. I don't really know how all this works. How does it work? Well, those are the basics that you need to know. But really, you don't really need to know most of that, which, you know, you might need, you might think you kind of do just for a bit of confidence, but really you can trade for a few months and then go and get an accountant. I wouldn't leave it too long, right? But once you start earning money, just go and hire an accountant, sit down with them for a couple of hours when you start and get them to explain what they need you to do and then they'll give you a bit of software that you put in all your receipts and things like that in, and then they'll take care of the rest of it right and you can if you want to even hire a bookkeeper to do all the receipts but because software online does it so well now you don't even need to do that anymore right I never hired a bookkeeper anyway I used to do it myself and to this day I still do it myself it takes me around about a day day and a half every quarter to do my um, tax returns prepare them for my accountant but it used to be a lot quicker. I used to be able to do it in three hours. But since we have exploded our business in the last four years, it's gone. It's taken longer and longer. So I will get to a point at some point where I'll just take someone on to do that because then, you know, it's less time for me to have to do it. Right. And then my accountant crunches the numbers and comes back. And I have to do a for me because I'm VAT registered. I have to do one every quarter. So Yeah, so that's kind of all I wanted to cover in this episode, really, guys. I wanted to kind of go through some things of how a business breaks down, what things to put in order. So, I mean, after you've got an accountant, then obviously I would – the best thing to do is kind of – what what do they call it? They um, um, Build your house – no, what is it? I can't remember the saying. There's a saying. Oh, drink your well – build your well before you're thirsty. That's the word, right? So the idea is, is obviously not to get too over, don't like leave everything to the last minute, right? And wait until you need these things. So once you start feeling like you're overwhelmed with emails, take someone on, you know, take a freelancer on to start with, right? Take someone on to do a few hours to help you take a contractor on or, you know, I I kind of rate starting with contractors because they know their job and you really don't have that much to do apart from just telling them what you need to start with, and then they get on with it, right? Because they know their job. Whereas when you take someone on, you've got to train them, right? So I recommend contractors. Um, I recommend only taking on the staff that you absolutely need to start with, right? Depending on how much you want to scale will obviously depend on how much you grow your company. Um, and it is possible to run multi... I, I believe you could. I could do $10 million a year easily with one member of staff. It's it's very, very doable, right? Um, What I'll do in another episode is actually I'll talk about automations and things that I've put into place that cut down the work that's needed by my staff, right? Because we've got a number, we've got Kartra, right? Kartra, I've built so many automations in Kartra. I've got my email, um, which I've built automations in my email as well. So stuff like that, which you can start building in as you go, right? I'll talk about that in the next episode, because those things are time savers, right? And they're, and they're incredibly powerful, because you're going to get a certain amount of tasks that are done daily. And then once you automate them, they're taken away from you, right? You don't need to worry about them, which is, which is brilliant. And that's why I love Kartra, right? Because Kartra, to me, does pretty much everything I need to do that my, out, that my contractors can't do, right? Everything else is taken care of. If I didn't have Kartra, I would probably need about two or three members of staff. Right, because Kartra does it all. And Kartra costs me, I've got one of the bigger plans now. I think it's about $3,500 a year. And that's not bad, right? Like for a a member of staff, $3,500 a year, brilliant. Um, And again, I work from home, so I don't have massive out, I don't have a massive overhead. So I'll talk about automations and overheads on maybe one of the next episodes. Again, things for you to consider um, while you're building out your businesses, right? So yeah, that's all I wanted to cover on this episode. Um, you know, kind of hopefully you got some good takeaways on that. Hopefully, kind of, you know, maybe it's refreshed or given you another way to look at your business, or maybe it's just helped you with a little bit of confidence, which was my goal really, because I, again, when I back in the day when I was, when I was wanting to start a business, I was kind of stopping myself because of certain things that were running around my head. And a lot of it was to do with tax and this and that. And I was like, if I can just understand it a little bit, then I'll go for it, right? And maybe you're thinking like that. And if you are, then hopefully that's helped. So yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. If you are tired of paying for ads that do not deliver and you need to reach a super targeted audience driving them direct to your products and services with free targeted evergreen traffic on Google and YouTube, then our gold membership is designed specifically to help you get results fast by claiming your first free Google ads. Now the great thing is is that your first two weeks are completely free.